Okay. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to just uh, come before you and just allow for you to have your way tonight, God. Uh, we just pray that uh, this recording could just be a blessing to so many people who have the opportunity to listen to it, God. Let not ourselves, but your will be done on earth as in heaven, God, Amen. and that we could be vessels for you uh, to be a light to a lost and down world. Father God, we thank you for Christian. We thank you for allowing him to uh, have the opportunity to share his story and just allow for many people to have the opportunity to hear it. And uh, hear the testimony and amazing things you've done in his life, Father God. Let your name be glorified forevermore through this podcast um, and through various different areas of life, Father God. And we just pray that this will be a blessing to the listeners and uh, anybody who uh, decides to tune into this episode. So, Father God, we thank you. We honor you. We just lift this up to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we're back at it again. Welcome to the Time Change Podcast, y'all. And now we are back here. You already know the vibe. You know what I'm saying? This is King J chopping in. You know what I'm saying? We got another host, Clil Baker in the building. What's poppin'? What's up, fam? How y'all living? You know what I'm saying? Good to see you Yeah, chicken grease. Anyway, <laughs> there we go ahead. There we have Bishop. What's good? What's Terry good? Terry What's up? You already know. I don't know why you always call yourself King J. Nobody call you that. Bro. Oh. <laughs> hey, bro. That's tradition, bro. They always well, get each other back in the beginning. See, y'all lucky I'm saved because I had to have something crazy. Anyways, King Now, we have our special guest in the building, Mr. Christian Perangelo. How you doing, my brother? I'm so, good. I just want to say, like, how proud I am of you guys, honestly. Just, like, so encouraging to just be just being real. Like, it's really encouraging to see, like, when other brothers... In the faith, just put you know put their faith into action, and mm. honestly, stuff like this, like it inspires me even to to do good too. So like I just say, I probably am with you guys, and thank you for being the light. The world is definitely a better place because y'all, y'all. Yeah, that's all glory to God. Yeah. The Lord, yeah. We thank you, man. Yeah, you definitely been you. encouragement in our lives since we known you. So we that's go way true. back, bro, for real. Yeah, we, that's do. we do for real. Dang, it's been a whole minute, bro. Yeah. yeah, dog. I mean, come on, just tell the audience, and you know, we've heard a little bit about your story. So I mean. What's your testimony like? How did it originally start? Yeah, so that's definitely a loaded question. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super happy to to share my testimony with you guys. And actually, I, I know you guys fairly, fairly well. But, yeah. you know, being able to share my testimony, it's like, I guess just a deeper level of just seeing what God has done mm. in my life. Um, I just think there's so much power, like, when we do share our testimonies. Because it shows that we serve, like, a, a living God, right? Oh, yeah. oh, you know? Yeah. And so, we don't serve a dead God. We serve a risen and living God. So, I guess I'll, I'll start off from my, my childhood, I guess, in a way. Because I guess that's where it, where it all starts. Mm-hmm. I would say probably up until I was about nine years old. I would say I had a fairly normal childhood. Like, nothing really crazy happened up until that point. You know... Typical, like, grew up in Jersey, New Jersey. For those of you who are listening, who don't know me, I grew up in New Jersey, central New Jersey. You're not a weed. <laughs> not a weed. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so fairly normal. And then up until that point, um, when I was nine, uh, probably in the fourth, fourth and fifth grade, there was quite a few people that I knew, both in my family, and just, ex- like, extended friends that passed away. So... Make a long story short, that really affected my family in a lot of different ways and just seeing like grief and mm. all of that. And because of that, um, you know, I did have a belief in heaven. Mm. I did have a belief in God be- because of that. Mm. Um, but when it came to like the Bible or knowing what Jesus taught, like I really didn't hardly knew anything. I know the basics of Christianity. I think it's kind of hard not to mm. growing up in the United States, but knew the basics that Jesus loved me and died for my sins, but did I really understand that? No. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly, like you were saying all today, it's like, the Bible says to work out your salvation with fear, fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't understand the concept of sin. I didn't really understand all of that. So, growing up, I was very influenced by, like, the world, obviously, and I grew up a lot, on a lot of hip-hop and rap music and um, just, like, worldly alternative music and stuff like that, you know? And so, very heavily influenced by that, um, got wrapped up in um, a lot of different things, but I'm trying to see where I want to transition now, kind of where, just kind of some backstory, where I was before I knew Christ and where I am now, um, but I'll try to keep it concise and somewhat understandable, but... Mm -hmm. Um, long story short, once I got into high school, I really started getting wrapped up into just partying and, and I would say probably typical things that high schoolers get wrapped up into, but 
when it comes to that, you know, a lot of my friends, and even myself as well, we started getting wrapped up into drugs, mostly like weed and stuff like that. So me personally, I never really did anything crazy, but being in that environment, well, um, like, you know, I never did like cocaine or like never did heroin. Like I need to stay away from that stuff. Um, but you know, a lot of my friends and my close friends too, and I, uh, you know, we started selling them and that's a whole different environment when you get into that kind of, um, when you, you know, it's one thing to do. It's a whole other thing to start selling and being around all well, of you that. Know, you know what, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's true. You know, yeah, it's like people so are really like, they're not good people and they don't care about you whatsoever. Nice. So, and that was hard for me. That was really hard for me because um, a lot of my good friends and myself got wrapped up in it. And I just knew in my soul I had to get out of there um, and out of that situation. Um, and so moving forward, you know, that was my freshman year. That was a tough year just because I was dealing with all of that. And then sophomore year, that's when really I would say I kind of just went from one form of sin to another form of sin. And I started going to the gym a lot. And there's nothing wrong with going to the gym, but you can make an idol out of it. You can become very self-absorbed. And I think a lot of the pride that I came from that, you know, being a young a teenager, it's like, you know, you go to the gym, you start getting some muscle. And it's like, like, you know, sweat yourself a bit. Yeah, you start sweating yourself. You know, and you, yeah. you know, you become like, and for me, like I became very egotistical and very prideful in myself. And mm. Anyway, um, that kind of led me to, you know, the whole party scene. It's like, how many girls can I get in a night? Like, that kind of thing. And there were parties, like, every, I would say probably every other weekend. Or, like, they were very frequent. So, I went to a lot of parties my sophomore year and um, started drinking a lot. Like I said, typical high schooler stuff. You know, not to make light of that because the Bible says that it is sinful. And the Bible says that our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And all sin that's committed, all their sin is that we that people commit are outside the body, but who sins sexually, right? Commits a sin against his own body. Because yeah, against his own body. Yeah. The Bible talks like how God will destroy that person. And so in my heart, um I did have a guilt about that. I did understand that I was wrong. And that point I do remember asking God to forgive me, but the I didn't really understand just how bad sin was mm-hmm. and the road I was heading to because, you know, at that point, not being saved and not having the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me, my heart was darkened and my understanding of life was also darkened, mm-hmm. right? And so even though, like, I feel like God was bearing witness to me that even though I I did have a conscience of that, like, of what I was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the Bible said. Like, even the law of God, um, and Romans, it talks about even the Gentiles who didn't receive the law of God, they did by very nature, they did by very nature the things uh, prescribed by them, right? Mm-hmm. Because it shows that they have the law of God written on their hearts. Mm-hmm. That's the way, like, pretty much for everybody to know that God exists because God gives people, it's written on their hearts, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in my heart, yeah, I did understand that. I did know that was wrong, but got very wrapped up into that. But really, here's the turning point of when God really started to to change me. And I just want to make it like clear too. It's not that I didn't believe in God. I just didn't know God. I think in the United States too, like I said, there's a lot of people who believe in God, but not a lot of people who know and follow him. Right? The Bible says in James, it says, even the demons believe. What good is that? You know, what good is it just to say, you know, I believe in God if your life does not show the fruit of somebody who, who knows him. Right, so it's like, mm-hmm. let me. See. I know you, y'all are familiar with the verse in mm-hmm. James that talks about like faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Right, right? Yeah. your works are essentially just um, uh, the fruit. You're, essentially, your works are pretty much just proof of, of faith that has saved you. Because I think there's a lot of people who have faith, but it's not a saving faith. Mm-hmm. They haven't placed their total faith in Christ, Christ yeah, mm-hmm. and understand them like repentant of their sins and fully come to you know to know Him as both their Lord. And Savior. Savior. So I was kind of at that point, like I believed in God, um, but I didn't know him. And so I think that's a big, I think that's an important point to, to know. Absolutely. So, um, so I think a lot of people are like that. Um, but anyway, what really was the, the turning point was when my friend, her name was Kelly. So her and her family brought me down to Myrtle Beach for vacation. Um, it was the summer going from my sophomore year going to my junior year of high school. So her family brought me down there from New Jersey. We drove, so that's about a 12-hour drive from New Jersey. And while I was on vacation, I got really sick. 
And so not only was my body sick, but everything mentally was also, it, it was hard to explain, but I'm going to try to explain the best way I know how. Um, I was sick, like it had like one of the worst sicknesses ever um, that I've ever experienced bodily. And then also everything mentally was just so dizzy and so cloudy. And I was scared. I was really, really scared because I didn't know what was causing that. Like, I'd been sick before physically, but mentally I'd never gone through something like that before. And I was scared because I didn't know what was going on. And so that's when really God started to, God really used that to start bringing me to himself. I think God does have a way of, like, bringing hardship to people's lives as a way of waking them up. Mm-hmm. And bringing Absolutely. them to himself. You see that over and over and over again in the Bible. The Bible yes. And so the God in the Bible is Jesus. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why, like I said, it's so important that we share our testimonies because it shows that we serve a living God who does not change. Um, but anyway, I eventually got over my bodily sickness. Like, you know, I had a cold. and it was, That was not fun whatsoever. But mentally, everything was still so dizzy and so cloudy. Mm. And I didn't understand what was going on. I went to the doctors for it. They didn't know what was going on either. And I was trying to pinpoint exactly what was the root of that. Mm. And it was kind of like, I guess you consider it was anxiety, but not really. Because it's hard to explain because it was just so dizzy and so cloudy. That's the best way I can explain it. Mm. And so... And when I would go back and to do the things I was doing before, like I would go party or do whatever, mm-hmm. anything that the Bible would call sin, it would get so much worse. Mm-hmm. But um, that's really when I started reading, really reading the Bible um, and really started understanding more about scripture. And so just from growing up, like I knew about gospel music. Um, it was just talking about it in school. We used to sing songs in music class. Like I just remembered that. So I really started listening to a lot of gospel music mm. and not at that point in time, it still does reson- resonate with me, but at that point in time, it really, really resonated with me right. because of so many of those old school gospel songs come from such a desperate place. Yeah. And I found myself in such a desperate place and such desperate need of God because I tried going to the doctors, I tried reading self-help books, literally nothing was working and nothing was making it better. Except when I would literally listen to gospel music, worship God, yeah, and, and so I would worship God and literally call upon the name of the Lord to save me. And so that whole season of my life, um, um, pretty much my sophomore, the summer going to my junior year of high school and continuing into my junior year of high school, God was doing a work of my heart and pretty much showing me, listen, it's either you change, you repent, or you or you stay where you're at. Mm. And so the more I read the Bible, the more I understood it. And the more I understood how much I needed to be forgiven for the things that I had done and the things that I was doing. And so pretty much everything that I placed value on from a worldly perspective, God started to take from me. <laughs> like, I put, like I was very boastful in myself. Mm-hmm. I was very boastful in the kind of clothes I wore, the kind of shoes I had. I remember, <clears throat> bro... I remember, like, I cared so much about that stuff. My shoes ended up getting, like, that whole year, my shoes ended up getting, like, stolen from me. And I remember being so mad about it. But in the same breath, like, looking back on it, that was such a blessing. Because God was showing me essentially the vanity of what I was placing my my worth, or my value in. Mm -hmm. You know, that stuff at the end of the day does not matter. It's material, material, you know, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, like... If you don't have God, you really don't have anything. Yeah. You really don't. And so God was showing me that. And I knew I was in a spot where only Christ could have saved me. So that whole year, you know, God was really showing me and revealing to me my sin and where I had fallen short. And pretty humbled me, like, to my face where I just crying out to God, God save me, God save me, God save me, God save me. And essentially... The closer I got with God, the better everything would get, like mentally. Like I said, I tried going to the doctors. I tried doing self-help books. I literally tried so many things. But the only thing that helped was when I really opened the Bible and started reading it. And so um, there was a verse in particular. I remember hitting like a ton of bricks. It was James chapter 4, verse 6. It says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. 
I was like, dang, when I read that guy's I was just like, dang, they hit me like a ton of bricks. I remember I was on the Bible app on my phone right before I went to bed. I was just like, wow. Because you know when you read the scripture, it just so and it, it hits you, and it hits you, and it's so heavy upon your soul. I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is me. I was living opposed, a life opposed to God. Mm-hmm. And so, God, I'm so thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Um, like, looking back on it, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Um, God really humbled me. And I essentially, that, that year, I really understood what, the cross, what Jesus did for me on the cross and his resurrection meant. I never, I remember really understanding, and I remember praying and really understanding, like, and just contemplating Jesus on the cross and his love for me. After everything wrong that I'd done in my life, why would he, dis- why would Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the sinless Lamb of God, like, why would he decide to lay down his life for somebody like me? Like, in all reality, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it makes sense because we understand that as Christian. Yeah. But, like, yeah. in all reality, it's like, from a worldly perspective, it doesn't make, make, sense. make sense. Like, the yeah. Bible says, like, very rarely for a righteous, for a righteous person, well, righteous per- for a righteous person, well, somebody would die. Like, I'm going to find that verse. It's in Romans somewhere. But it's, like, very rare. It's Romans 5. But it talks about, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we yeah, were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But it's talking about, the Bible says, like, very rarely, like, if somebody's righteous, somebody will rarely die for that person. So it's pretty much saying, like, God loves us so much that even while we were sinners, he still loved us enough to give his life for us and pay our price on the cross. And that's the beauty of it. And I just remember, like, I didn't ask for God to save me. I mean, I believed in God. I prayed to God. But that just shows, like... I just really understood the grace of God in that. You can't... Yeah. It was yeah, it's just the grace of God. You know, you can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's just by faith. Especially you know? when you realize all the wrongs that you did. Yeah. Out of all the wrongs that you did, it's like, wow. Like, if God can change somebody like me, me? like, mm-hmm. God can literally change everybody. everybody yeah. And that's like, we see that over and over and over again. So, like, praise God for how amazing He is and that He is a living and wonder-working God. So... Anyway, so that's the gist of it. I started going to church as well. That was probably like Easter time of 2013. Um, so I was in my junior year of high school. I started going back to church. I went to church when I was very small. Like I remember going to vacation Bible school and had really great memories of that. Um, but started going back to church in, in March and um, started getting plugged in with my church. And that was such a blessing. And I remember getting involved with vacation Bible school that, that summer too. And it was just really great, man. Just after that, I was like, nothing else matters other than, you know, there's nothing more important than Jesus Christ, you know? And after that, you know, I pretty much went through the, through the Bible, um, but not all of the Old Testament, but the New Testament. And God really changed my life and then ended up at Liberty. And then that's pretty much my, my story. So, and God has done so many things after that as well. I mean, you could go on and on and on, but, um, yeah, but now I'm in North Carolina, so <laughs> praise God for that. God. Um, but that's the gist of who I am, you know, and it's just like, God, that year really changed me and showed me there's literally nothing more important. So that's my life. You know, I want to live my life as best as I can. I'm mean, just going to be by the grace of God, but yeah. for Jesus. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not even happy, but like, <laughs> no, 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 that's good. Yeah, well put and put together. Yeah, but uh, there is another question mm-hmm. that I got. Like, mm-hmm. what really made you want to attend Liberty and pursue like a stronger relationship with Jesus? Like, yeah, that's like, a great how did that really, you know, yeah. come about and happen? So what's crazy? So I don't know if she's gonna be listening to this podcast or not. But there was a girl. Her name was Nia. And so, if you remember. Earlier in my testimony, I said God really started changing me mm-hmm. the summer of going into my junior high school. Mm-hmm. So, the end of my sophomore year, I actually had an art class with this girl named Nia. And she was a senior at the time. So, she knew my brother. My brother's two years older than me. So, my brother was in her class. And so, I remember, I guess the conversation came up where I guess if she was going to college or what she was doing after high school. And she said, yeah, I'm going to go to Liberty. I said, Liberty? I said, what is that? <laughs> I had never heard of Liberty up until that point. So that's how initially how I heard about Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
the year that God changed me, you know, coming my high school years are coming to a close. I'm like, I wanted to go to college and I was looking around for colleges in the New Jersey area mm -hmm. and Philadelphia area and was touring them. And then I eventually did Seafall. Um, so Seafall is a great market. <clears throat> this, this is literally an incredible marketing tactic from Liberty. So props to them for that. But I attended Seafall, which is college for a weekend, but it was not listening. Essentially, it's high schoolers go on campus, live on campus as if they were like a college student for that weekend. So I remember going there and there was just a certain, it was just so awesome just going there and just being in a, an environment that was totally centered on Christ. Um, and after that, I was like, wow, I really wanted to come to, to go there. And so God really made a way for that too. And I think I was sharing with, with Khalil too. Um, maybe, I, maybe I shared it with all you guys this morning, but I, I, I can't remember. But um, when I applied for Liberty, I got the acceptance letter, which was really cool, actually on Nia's birthday, which I think was no November like 5th or so. Mm. But I essentially got the acceptance letter that, that I was going to go to Liberty, uh, or they accepted me into the school on her birthday. So that was really awesome. And then I remember um, I had a dream right before, um, I had a dream, and in my dream, after, this is a few months after this, after I'd been accepted, I had a dream of like these brick buildings. And so I remember still to this day being very vivid. Um, and then a few days after I had that dream, maybe it was a few weeks later, Liberty had sent a pamphlet for college for a weekend and they had pictures of the different college dorms that you could live in. And I remember one of the pictures on there was literally the same exact building I had seen in my dream. So I was like, man, this is crazy. So. I ended up, and that was the quads. So those who are familiar yeah. with quads, the quads are just, a, it's just a dorm at, at Liberty. So I remember, Dang. I remember going there and I was like, yeah, you know, I want to stay at the quads. And that ended up being such a big, such a big blessing uh, for me. Just because the people I've met and the discipleship I've received, mm. such a huge blessing. So that's initially, um, I guess, how I ended up at Liberty. Mm. And then... When it comes to pursuing a relationship with Jesus, I think my testimony kind of explain that a little bit. So, okay. yeah. Another, well, I do have another one. Like, yeah. Well, okay, in the moments like you was there, Libby, you mm -hmm. know, like as Christians, we always mm -hmm. tested, we always go through growing pains. Yeah. So what was like one of those moments that you felt like was a hard moment when you was on at Libby? And like, yeah. you know, because we all yeah. hit, hit yeah, that for sure. in our faith and like, it really strengthens us when we look back like, yo, yeah. Thank you, God, for really making me go through that. Because it wouldn't prepare me for yeah. the next opportunity Amen. and the next person that you wanted me to yeah. minister to. Right. So you like a pastor, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I would say my hardest semester, but also probably one of the most blessed and awesome semesters, was my first semester there. Mm. Um, I never... I was going through a lot of stuff, both spiritually and physically at the time. Mm. And I never... And I'd never been away from home before like that on my own. And I remember being so scared and I felt so like I was in such like a vulnerable spot. I didn't really know anybody I was away from home. I was really close to my, my mom and um, all of that and being away from her. You know, I just remember, you know, being away, like I said, from home for the first time. But that was really hard for me. I remember crying. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, you know, so much work. And then just like, I don't know anybody. And I'm, kind of, I'm on my own. Like, mm. things like that. Now, that was really tough for me um, at first. But God reminded me not to be afraid. Mm. Over and over and over again. God reminded me, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear not for I'm with you. Mm. And God literally kept reminding me that. I'm like, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. I don't know what it's going to look like. You know, I thought feel like I could just go home and, but I just felt God say, no, you know, stay, fear not, for I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, God really strengthened me and really proved true. Like when the Bible says, um, that God's power is made perfect in weakness, that really proved true during that time. Cause I've seen God come through over and mm -hmm. over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, and the people got put in my life and just the things that he was teaching me during that time and all of that. So just to show that like, God's faithfulness 
just God showing his faithfulness to me in that time was essentially what got me. I said, yeah, it essentially what got me through that period of my life. So, Amen. yeah. Okay. I know we all can test testimony. Yeah. And then um, I told you earlier today, like, um, God uses people's testimonies to encourage other people yeah. to push them to keep going. And um, I know I was still trying to find myself a little bit when I ran into you because we know each other since our freshman year. Yeah, we know each other. Crazy. Um, I remember we used to host the Bible studies in the library. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout, shout out PB. Yeah. PB tour. I remember me and Derek was in there. We used to be so shy to speak up, and Layton was talking seeing, after a while. But seeing him like yeah, really kinda, hosted and really go into the Word mm-hmm. and dynamic dynamic things. It really like even, mm. even honestly like thank you like thank you for well, being so <laughs> in a moment yeah. it, like it showed us like mm. we're careful to be have a free space and speak about mm. those things and really like yeah. don't be afraid to speak don't like, be afraid to really like let God use you yeah. in those moments because as as we look back we like yo like man what we like man Bible study like, we took the time <laughs> yeah. but we actually took the time and really went to go and like yeah. study and really have really intellectual conversation, yeah. intimate conversation, mm. and really dig deep. And as we look back, I'm like, yo, they prepared me for things like this. Like, mm. man, right, yeah. we mentor the kids. We, we try yes. people we, we, we encounter each and every day. Yeah. They prepared us for these moments that we really could have just took for granted. Mm. You know, as a, as a serious thing that we really don't pay attention, like, those mm. moments are really, like, key. Mm. Like, imagine if you would have took a different opportunity. It would change oh, the whole, whole yeah. dynamic of things. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> And God doesn't waste anything. No. He does no. not waste anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite stories of the Bible is um, when we look at like King David when he was a young boy, like mm-hmm. even before like Samuel, like he was anointed king, like he was just, he was a shepherd, right? And he was just tending to the flock. Mm-hmm. And when it came time to him to fight Goliath, he said, listen, he said, I've had to fight off bears. I had to fight off lions. Like who is Goliath mm-hmm. to, to that? And so like even before that, God... You know, he he understood that the things that he had gone through in the past prepared him for that moment. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, God doesn't waste waste that. Mm-hmm. So It's definitely a part of his story, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked earlier today, like, um, it's funny because, like, you are so, like, knowledgeable when it comes to the Word of God and when it comes to discipling people, mm-hmm. praying for people. Like, you uh, have a YouTube channel. He shows us <laughs> yeah. your Instagram is like, right. has yeah. a good following and you're mm-hmm. constantly like pouring into people and sharing the love of Christ. But a lot of people don't know, some may know that he's mm-hmm. also a businessman too. Mm-hmm. So he um, works for Vanguard in North Carolina and he helps people invest and stuff like that. So yeah. um, with being in ministry, what made you want to get into business? One of the main things, like the Bible's not limited to just, the Bible encompasses all of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bible has so much to say about finances. Mm-hmm. One of the main things, like for me, I wanted to do finance because I wanted to help people with their with their money and how to manage money. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so the Bible literally, I think, says more about money than it does anything. Mm-hmm. I think there's like over 2,000 verses about either how to manage finance or just about Proverbs. Proverbs has so much in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was essentially, like, I really felt God, like, leading me to that. as, And so it's been really cool, too. It's a great way to connect with people. It's a great way to mentor people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's really what got me into that. Um, and just seeing, like, some some people I know personally struggle with, like, things like the credit score or, or like, yeah, stuff like that. Like that. <laughs> You know, stuff like that. So I'm like, as believers, like we have, like I think we all have a responsibility to be, like, biggest stewards, biggest stewards of what the things God has given us. But it's like we not might not be all educated in that. Mm -hmm. And I remember learning about that and be like, wow, I really benefited from that. I mean, ultimately, our goal, our aim is heaven. Mm -hmm. Like we understand our life on earth is temporary, but while we're here on earth, like we're still so supposed to be stewards of the things God has given us yeah. and finances like you need money for everything that's true yeah. like you know you really do Ecclesiastes yeah. says money answers everything exactly money does answer pretty much everything yeah mm-hmm. and so for ministry for all of that um like if the world can't like when you look at the world and how people manage money like as a nation for example we're like 30 trillion dollars in debt yeah, yeah. as Christians we should be like the top people and saying like no we should manage our money like Honestly. this, because this is how the word of God guides us. So, mm. but yeah, 
long story short, I wanted to help people. And it's just like something I was like, um, felt like I was like out of gift me in. So, so yeah. That's true. I remember you got me downloading Experian app. <laughs> yeah. right. I, I remember like, that. Yeah. I remember we were we was writing down notes. Remember that? Yeah, was he, like was, he was breaking it down. Just showing, he's like, hey, man, you got any questions? Hit me up. Ask me. Let me know. So that's all love, man. That's what it's all about. Thank you for the sponsorship from Anchor. We appreciate you. Hey, we need to get them sponsors up. Real talk. Anyways, so you were talking a little bit about the financial background that you did have. Yeah. I mean, um, and we went over it a little bit. And then, as you mentioned, you were talking about just being a good steward of what God has given you as far as your financial resources. And um, you were going a little bit into just your work in Vanguard. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of elaborate into that as far as, you know, with stewardship and being a good steward of what you have? Yeah, absolutely. I think first and foremost, like the Bible talks to like, I'll just say against stinginess too. So it's not like aspect right. of, oh, never spend your money or stuff like that. It's more of using it wisely. Mm-hmm. And I think bottom line, just to make it simple is what's the heart behind it's it's like anything. What's the heart behind why you're doing what you're doing? Hmm. Because right. when it comes to money, people can fake a lot of things. Oh, we know. But if you show somebody, if you show somebody your checkbook, your, no, not your Instagram, your bank. <laughs> <laughs> if you show somebody, if you show somebody your bank statement, I guarantee you, to you that person can tell you everything that they need to know about you. So in other words, you can fake a lot of things, but one thing you can't fake is how you spend your money, mm-hmm. and that's a fact. So you spend your money on things you like to do, obviously necessities, but other than that, things you like to do and, you know, what you care about, in other words. Mm -hmm. So I think bottom line is just the heart behind why we do what we do, you know, and the Bible says no matter what we do, it's supposed to be for the glory of God, whether we eat or drink or breathe or sleep or whatever, unto the Lord. Lord. So I would just say that much and just being, trying to be wise and Jesus says count the cost. Right? Mm-hmm. Before you do anything special, like count the cost. Before you yeah. do it. So before you do it. So just asking, I think bottom line, just asking God is like, it's the wise decision that I'll, like, especially if you're spending a lot of money. This is a wise de- decision on my part. Um, so that's what I would say. Yeah. I was even reading something the other day. I think it was in either first or second Timothy. I was doing a whole study about it. Yeah. And it was saying um, to the extent of if you desire wisdom, then you must ask for it. Mm-hmm. In essence, and I think that just with with finance, with finances, and what we're trying to, right. you know, not to just instill with our listeners, but even with the people like in the youth that we're mentoring, mm, yeah, just it's like exactly. understanding that from the seeking of seeking of wisdom from not even just from a financial aspect, but even mm. for just a life aspect, this life, that yeah, is very very essential and it's powerful. It is, bro. And that's the thing too. We have a promise from God as well. The Bible says like if any of us lack wisdom, that's let them ask God. And God will give God will give freely without finding fault. So that's kind of God we serve. Like God will freely give us wisdom if we ask him. So amen to that. So and that's one thing as well, bro. I love like the gym I go to, there's a lot of like people in high school or that just recently graduated high school. And sometimes I hear like, you know, I'll hear them talking about stocks or like cryptocurrency. So like for me, it's a good way. That's why I like sports so much too, because it's a good way to connect with people. And so like for with finance, everyone uses finances. There's not one person on this earth that doesn't use money. I mean, like, or some sort of currency if they don't actually have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or money. Yeah. yeah, or money. So it's a great way to connect with people and build relationships, relationships with them. And then also like with mentorship. So it's like a lot of, and that. Ooh, this could be a whole nother podcast, bro. But they don't teach us this in school. No. Either. They don't teach you that. No, and it's not. like, that's a whole nother. That could be a whole That episode. could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. But for me, sense. like, I kind of like. Thing. Not for, no, for real. Like, there's you see my brother. It is the oppression of the people, <laughs> man. No, it's yeah, true, though. My brother. Exactly, my brother, yeah. My brother. And that's my point. Bro, and that's my point. So for me, I feel like I kind of. Take, I have to take that responsibility upon myself. Because, like, it's kind of like if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? Yeah. So, where's that? Yeah, you have the right heart behind it, too. I know we talk a lot about, too, it's just like, you know, the Bible says consider others better than yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. And Jesus always pushed his disciples and his followers to do greater works because yes. you know, they see it as a meeting the one who's in the world. So, yeah. 
you definitely exemplify that, you know, since I've known you, you've always wanted to help out, you mm. know, not even with just finances, with just serving, with giving. Mm. And even since we've been here the whole weekend, you know, in Charlotte, you've been like, hey, you need anything? Like, hey, you guys want anything? Like, yeah, you need this, you need that. It's just been, you know what I mean? Your heart is really there, too. Yeah, you know, you can tell somebody faking it, but it's... No, it's James. Walking over to God, bro. And that's not to say, like, I don't struggle with things, no, but... I mean, nobody's... You know, yeah, yeah, but... I'll say all glory to God. Yeah. So... Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And um, also, too, we want to ask you, I know we're doing a series on culture. Yeah. And uh, we had many different, you know, people, guest star. We had Rachel, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Mariak, and then we gave our perspective on culture. So, like, what does right. culture mean to you, and how would you define it? Well, I think it doesn't matter where you come from. Everybody has culture. That's mm-hmm. deep. And so, I think, uh, let me, I'm trying to communicate this the best way I can. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think what supersedes like for example, like you guys, like I'm a white guy, okay? I come from Oh my so like i come from an italian background come from a german background english background so it's a mix of so many different things but i think a lot of times what it means to me it's cool to know like where your family comes from but honestly like at the end of the day it's really not that important to me okay because your culture you can i can never be black i can never be what i'm not in other words when it comes to culture it just it is and so where i think a lot of times humanity in general goes wrong is the mindset of tribalism you don't look like me you're not from the same tribe you don't act like you don't act like all and it's it's that when it, so when you think oh my culture is better than your culture or like things like that that's why I think a lot of times is a big problem for people and humanity yeah. and we've seen that over and over and over again so not mm-hmm. to say we can't share and learn from each other because I think that's a great thing as well um, but at the end of the day what I'm trying to say is me being a Christian supersedes all of my biological where I'm from differences differences it supersedes that because the Bible makes everybody christianity like jesus makes everybody on the same playing field and that's why i love like when you look at the cross it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god mm-hmm. there's no difference between jew or gentile right doesn't yeah. matter and it says what's the scripture where it says um it's like i think it's galatians 3 8 28 where it says like doesn't matter if you're jew or gentile slave or f- free right. male or female you are all one in christ jesus mm-hmm. and so that's why i think it's so important of having an understanding of the gospel is knowing that everybody is made in the image of god, god yes. everybody will obviously give an account for their life doesn't matter physical that's the last word physical so, differences we all come from the same god yeah you know and so everybody dies too everybody dies everybody ashes to ashes like yeah. from the dust you came into the dust you shall return and so while there's great things like I like while there's great things that yeah. we can take from culture, I think we should take the good things obviously from our culture. But being believers, I think a lot of that culture just in general could be superficial mm-hmm. in a way. Like yeah, like I understand like we have like we might eat different foods. Yeah. Like you go to a different country, you can't expect them to speak your language, eat the same foods you have, like you know live the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's not reality. Um, and like Paul said to the Greek, I became like a Greek. To the Jew became like a Jew. So it's like, obviously, like, yes, he had his own culture, Mm -hmm. but his own culture to him was not as important as sharing the gospel. Question about that, too. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes the, sometimes culture kind of separates people? A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's something just because, like, I like, like, we, like, we clearly know, like, we see a lot of things, like, we watch, you know, I'm always exerting things and something like that. But either (laughs) I look at, like, why, though? Mm Mm-hmm. Why, as, yeah. as, as just human beings, we feel like we need to separate ourselves and just not being like that's when you come to like always like minded and coming together. Mm-hmm. But I view it as like why we just can't be coming together and embracing what we like with each other instead of just like I think separating it, ourselves. Yeah, that's the same problem, too. Though. Yeah, yeah. I think number one, people always gravitate what's familiar to them. Man, mm-hmm. That's why Rachel said the same thing, and so it's true. Like, 
if something's different to me, mm-hmm. it takes work to get used to that. Yeah, yeah. but look at okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look at that though. The yeah. gospel's the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get like okay, like mm-hmm. no, no, no offense to people. Are you referring to let me? Put this. Uh-huh. Are you referring to Christians or just people in general? I mean, it's both. It is both. Either when when that's it comes true. to churches and stuff like that's that, that's true. All black, all, black all, church, black, black, all, church, all yeah. white, all white, anything yeah. like that. That's but like, true. why when it comes to we're going in the Bible and stuff like that? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Why we can't just yeah. embrace it? Like, even when, let's say, like, innocent child. Mm-hmm. Innocent child has no judgment when it they comes don't. to things they like don't. that. They yeah. don't. And, and that's the beauty in the image of God, yeah. the likeness of God, yeah. when it's a beautiful child like yeah. that. And why is this when, when we grow up, it's 10, like, we, we, we shy away from things like that. And mm. unfamiliar, we back away. And that's true. Like, that's, that's not of me. I'm not used to it. Yeah. Why we can't just be walking in that freeness that God always created us into? Yeah, because even even Jesus said like unless you have faith like this child, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. But you also have to understand that it takes work in order to do that. That's true. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I for, like for example, mm-hmm. like we like as you mentioned, mm-hmm. as you know, Rachel has mentioned plenty of times where it's just that mm-hmm. people always gravitate to what's familiar. That's true. I mean, so, I've done it, and we, I've done it too. Hold on, wait, yeah. hold on. With, with the yeah. it's like. So if something is unfamiliar, yeah. in order to get used to it, in order to be akin to that, yeah. there has to be work and effort put into it. it does. I can't go and ride a bike if I've never right. like, ridden a bike before. Like, if I've never ridden yeah. a bike before, it takes work and effort. Yeah. And I think that's something that is lacking in our society, where it's just like there is not, there, not even just the lack of knowledge on how to do so, but just even yes. the effort putting in to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, either, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I think it, it could be like. In our specific context of culture, mm-hmm. I think knowing the history between whites and like it's a real conversation between it whites is, and yeah. blacks. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a real and issue. so, I know white people who said I'm not like I don't want black people to think like I don't like them. So they shy away from it's funny because like, away from too. that. But in the same time, I hear black people saying I don't this I don't want to you know I hear black I people too. saying I, too, I heard both sides. or it's like I don't my shy away from them because I don't know if they're racist. Yeah. So it's kind of like. People stay away from each other as to avoid, like, I don't know what can happen to me. Yeah, confrontation, but in the same breath, yeah, confrontation. So we find ourselves at a very interesting point, mostly with whites and blacks. I mean, you do have, like, Hispanics and all there, but I, I think that's a bit different. Mm. But um, as believers, I think there could be skepticism. Like, between people, there could be skepticism between one another. I don't know how this person's going to react to me. Mm. And it could just be, like... Or it could just be complacency. Why, you know, it could be along the lines where it's like, I know this, if I hang out with this group of people, it's going to be a lot different than what I'm used to. Lack of effort. And, but I look yeah. at it like that, that uncomfortableness can be uh, things that you can strengthen in the future. Exactly, That's yeah. That's my comfort. And, and spirit. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean, but like, there's a lot of friends I have that are white that might not have so many black friends. And they might not just know or feel comfortable say, like approaching somebody who's who's black, kind of, mm. and getting to know them or like that kind of thing. So, um, but I yeah. Overall, I do see it's within the changing the heart and renewing your mind into the word. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Even me, like, let's like, make a little talk about it before, like, in the podcast or before we get with delivery. Yeah. We like, man, I can't relate to nobody here. <laughs> Ain't no way. Yeah. But I knew God had a plan. Amen. I knew God, God wanted me here for a reason. <laughs> and yeah. you know what I'm saying? How you say what? Since God, God did. did hey, you already know. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. He did the plan. I followed. Like, what's <laughs> you serious? But even, even, even though, like, he knew all along. Mm. And yeah. Amen. how could, like, me not trusting him could really make, I'm like, man, yeah. forget God right now. walk away right Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, he already kind of prepared us from when we was already kids. Yeah. When we had that walkness and freeness, and we was already mm. in different cultures when we grew up. Like yeah. We've been, we've been trained different. Me and Christian talked about this earlier too, mm. and I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. Because mm. it's like there's a it's good. America's good at evangelism at telling people to pray the yes. sinner's prayer, mm-hmm. you know, come to church, get baptized, and you're saved. Yeah. It's like when you do that. Well, what after like, that? Well, yeah. It doesn't emphasize discipleship, yeah. and discipleship yeah. is very important when it comes to like following God and having somebody yes. pray for you, yeah. meet with you, 100%. show what it's like to live like Christ. Because yeah. it's daily renewal. The first thing Jesus said in Matthew was, "Repent, for the repent. kingdom of heaven is at, at hand." Yeah. Repent literally means change your mindset. Yeah. 
And you you can't like have somebody say, for example, who's lived twenty years doing their thing, smoking, drinking, part, whatever yes. it is, yeah, change overnight. Nope. It's a process. Right. You know, you have to have somebody pouring into you, somebody oh, showing yes. you the love of God, somebody really training you up, you know, to do the things of God. Like yes. Jesus himself trained yeah. thirty years for a three year ministry. Yeah. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. even when it comes to us knowing God, it's like you can be introduced to it. But unless you have somebody walking with you daily, like even Jesus with the right, disciples, yeah. he told him, he told them to follow me, and he did life with them. Right. You know what I mean? He met them where they were at, and he That's what you, he, mm, he taught it to the point where yes, it made sense to yes, them. Yes. Did life with them, and then he said, "All right, I did my job. Y'all, right. y'all go now your disciples. Time. Now you do the same thing." And it's that funny because like kind of like you know in certain ways you discipled us, and we're going mm-hmm. out discipling others, and then yeah. when they get firm in their faith they're going to yeah. go do the same thing like as Jay has been doing when it comes to uh, the youth ministry you know being bold he's and, stepping up you know, working, <laughs> working with the kids and then, you know Maurice has hit me up saying like yeah Jay has shown me this Jay asked me if I need a prayer and you know what I'm saying and and that's something that's definitely needed and I, I told you earlier like if I hadn't had people disciple me or correct me when I was wrong or Amen. show me the genuine love of Christ and yeah. walk with me I wouldn't be where I'm at right now in my faith because yeah. you know it's like okay I did, said a sinner's prayer I prayed like yeah. You know, I had so many questions about grace of God that were answered, but if those people that I encountered didn't yeah. do life with me, I wouldn't, you know, 100%. have a foundation and in my faith. That's what I'm saying. Go back to culture. I think people just need to, to talk with each other. Yeah, you know respectfully. What I mean? Respectfully. Let's start, because, a, let's, yeah. let's start a red table talk, bro. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I feel like <laughs> it's it down to the skin. Like, no, no, no offense, but like, it's funny because I feel like a lot of these conversations are needed. 100%, yeah. Just because I feel like a lot yeah. of us need clarity about certain situations. Yeah. Even when it comes about, back. Yeah, exactly. Even when it comes back back around, like, especially this past, like, week or two, bro, I've been having really intellectual conversations and people really are feeling yeah. what they're actually dealing with. If we really understand what people really go through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Understanding, like, when they're walking around mm-hmm. and not saying anything, they're mm-hmm. struggling. Mm-hmm. Might have been. They're struggling. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it has to be a comfortable place where somebody has to feel comfortable even yes. open up. Yeah, hundred percent. And and it's to the point where I feel like, like, bro, like, if we have these conversations, how much set people will be free? How much? Yeah. How yeah. much the gospel can be introduced? Yes. If we stop putting our sometimes our pride or ourselves on a high pedestal and saying we're Almighty, we're perfect, mm-hmm. and really letting people really see who we really uh-huh. are, we always have walls up. Yeah. Always. Even even That's as believers. Fact, either inside the church, bro. Yeah, it's it's divinity there. I'm sorry. Come on, somebody. He's like, it's like come it's on, like, somebody. He's like, the he's five shells in my bones. Yeah, it's the division there. Like, it's the division, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, why such things divide us and God call us to be together? Yeah. Why must we be our own devils, our own Ooh. demons? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Why? <laughs> Dang, bro, he's saying it off on the <laughs> right now. Because it's, I was gonna start speaking the spirit, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Yo, okay. when people realize how much what God can really do for them, Amen. and 100%. really change. Like especially we talked about before, I feel like when we first get saved, however our testimony leads, it always re- relies in our family struggles. Mm. Yeah, God uses us to really, yeah, mm-hmm. it always goes back to the childhood. So God yeah. uses us. To minister to our own family, yeah. either, to, either to ourselves, and really realize when we was hurt and really really damaged that. Yeah, yeah. true. And and it's to the point like I was like, I don't know, I'm at that point, bro. Like I want to help people. Amen. I want to really get into intimate conversation with people yeah. and realize like I was once in your shoes. I was yeah. once lost. Mm-hmm. I was once confused about my family struggling and really trying to portray their own hurt on myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It was it's to the point where I really yeah. want to get people that's to know deep. like that's what God really. really did for me. Amen. <laughs> and those you know, moments, you, testify. you know what God did. They believe it. It's 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 like bro. That's that's because because the past two weeks, bro, I've just been hearing people like what they actually deal with. Yeah. And it's like, what can I do? Yeah. The main thing, I, like we talk about it all the time. I just want to put on my cake and be like Superman. What's up? I take it on. <laughs> But that's God didn't create me to do it because yeah. I can't take it on only can. He can. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's the I'm the vessel. He's the he's, he's my, God. He's my water. <laughs> he's my fountain. He's filling me yeah. up each and every day. Yeah, we weren't created right, to do that. Good. That's why Jesus died. You know what I mean. Yeah. His blood is what delivers. That's my faith. Man. <laughs> I that was I've been, I, uh, trust me, I've been like. But you gonna look back and be like, damn, I don't know how. Nah, that's all going to God. But like, hey, end man. of the day, like, yeah. it's stuff I see, and I'm just like, yo, like, 
That's true, man. These people, like, they really, they hurting, bro. They're oh, really, it's true. the past two weeks, I've just been praying for the hurt people, bro. The Amen. damaged people. The people don't know no God. Yeah, like, man. let's find a way for, for them to help because they're lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Us as Velsas, we have to step it up and really create that space openly mm-hmm. for them to come mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. Because the worst place they feel like is the church, the person that they judge the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said, like, you think they get judged the most in church. Yeah, so in church. Yeah. church. 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's why they don't come. Mm-hmm. I feel like or church, you got to be clean, or you got to be a certain way. Like, I got, I got friends and family members who don't want to take me in because they don't think, oh, I'm not good enough. That's literally why he died. Like, mm. you know what I mean? The blood is what healed us and what set us free. You know, and it's like, you know, confess your sins, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you'll be saved. Yeah, you know, it's literally by faith, not by works. So no man can boast. And it's mm. like believing it, and believing that it's that simple that Christ died for you and that you've been set free. Mm-hmm. And walking in that freedom is just through communion, through relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's not really just, you know, okay, let me pray for 20 people today. Let me do this. It's really mm-hmm. just by believing the finished work of Christ. And, walking and knowing world. him intimately and being vulnerable. I feel like you got to be vulnerable with the Lord before you can be vulnerable well, with other people. Because it's like when you're vulnerable with God, because God sees it all. Why not confess your why sins? Can, confess your sins or whatnot. What you going to lie saved. for, bro? Yeah, it's, it's, it's why, why would you go ahead and put on yeah, a mask you, every day? If you're honest and, with the Lord, yeah, he's yeah. going to send people that can <laughs> see it. that can help you get through those things. That's the power yeah. of community. That's the power of, you exactly. know, re- yeah. relationship with community. It's like iron yeah. sharpens iron. You know, Iron sharpens iron. And one man sharpens another because the Lord literally does the work in us to build each other up because we need each other. Yeah, like, we, we weren't put on here to do this by ourselves. Like, if Jesus only needed one person, he would have just chose one disciple. I wouldn't be here without y'all. Yeah, I mean, y'all. Y'all, y'all bless me like Jay you've encouraged me Derek, Christian all y'all like yeah. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for you guys I definitely wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for you man <laughs> I'm like, I mean, same here bro like, I need that's it. my I mean, favorite verses in the Bible like here's like I think we just as, in general as Americans like we're so far removed from each other just mm-hmm. as a generalization yeah. like if you ask somebody who's the next door neighbor is they guarantee like eighty percent of people don't know who it is. Back in the day they knew back yeah. in the day they, they knew used to bring food and so that's the thing like I love what you said Khalil is that we're not meant to live this life alone. And when you read the Bible, it says that God has given each one of us a gift, mm-hmm. right? But the purpose of the gift is supposed to be used for in the service of other people. Yeah. And, right, and the Bible goes on to talk about how we're the body of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Jay, you might be the hand. You might be the arm there, and you might be the eye. So it's like it might be the big toe. It might be the big toe, like but still, your big toe is so important. But But the point is, like we're all part of the same body, but the body has different members, and each member has a different function, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't work properly, and each part of your body is essentially for your survival, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know. We might not all be well. Yeah, we're all different, but all still part of the same body, right? Um, and if we're not like we're not functioning functioning as as we could and should, and so you summed it up, Khalil. Honestly, we said like we're meant for community. You know, mm-hmm. community is essentially like a reflection of who God Himself is, yes. the Father, Son, and, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Three, 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 yeah, three and one exactly. And so, so yeah, you said it. I think you hit the nail on the head, Khalil. Yeah. Jay, Jay's about to share something. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like to bring that all together too. And I think that's really really powerful that we're talking about. The importance of community. And I think that even just tying it into cultures is that, right. yeah. as far as with, it doesn't matter what type of race, tribe, or creed, Amen. we That's all right. need each other. Yes. Yeah, I talk, 100%. Um, yeah, we, like, even in um, our MCs, we were talking about mm-hmm. the importance of community. The city groups now. Yeah, <laughs> city groups city now. Groups. My bag. That's the, for the OGs out there. What are you say? <laughs> but yeah, we're just talking about community, not only as, a, as believers, but I think it even applies even more so to. Mm to cultures and different cultures and different backgrounds. And the fact of the matter is, is that God, like we, uh, the body of, of Christ is essential and is, ev- and mm. is evident. Mm. It's needed. God, God wasn't community, wasn't community yeah. with man mm-hmm. at the, the beginning mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. And when we, that's in Genesis, yeah. you go all the way through revelation. It's there's there. still going to be community there where yeah. once that the name is written in the book of life, we are all going to be communing with God yeah. for the rest of Every eternity. Time. Praise it God. Is, I can't wait. Exactly. <laughs> it's written. So, yeah. so how much more, and that's the vision and that's what we as believers are all striving for. So how right. much more important is it to do it in this little vapor that, uh, of, of earth, time of have. time and yeah. of this little, this little moment? And I think that the reason why I think a lot of the problems that come in our mm-hmm. in our society is because we want to place 
categorizations and, and yes. different type of divisions. It's tribalism. It's tribalism. But we're all still part of the human body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there are certain that Af- that African Americans can bring to the table. White people can bring to the table. Yeah. Asians can bring to the table. All different, Everybody. all different Everybody. spaces, and all different yeah. places. We all contribute certain things and certain attributes. Yes. And gifts. And yes. gifts too. Yeah. To inherit so, the heaven and the kingdom. Exactly. <laughs> and when and, and the perfect vision of heaven is seeing all of those all, all, all yes. of those those, those That's people. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. Yeah. All of those people just being in community and praising God and loving yeah. one another. Yes. And that's yeah. something that I desperately want to see it want to see on earth as well, yeah. man. Yeah, because so, that'd be beautiful. It, it's like <laughs> yo. What do you say, the Azusa Street? Azusa Street, if the, people don't the know Bible, that. California, yeah. California, back in, back in the day, yeah. I'm saying, that's something I, I, I had a conversation about that mm-hmm. before we came here. Yeah, and I, I was think, like, yeah. I want to start a revival. <laughs> yeah, bro. Come on, Derek. <laughs> we gonna put something together. Hey, yo, keep keep it tuned. We gonna post. Yeah, time changes. Even with Azusa so, Street, there yeah. was like a side story. I can't think of his name, but he was an African American. We used to sit outside. Uh, these people teaching about the Bible because back mm. then they couldn't learn how to read and write right. you know, with the Bible and stuff like that. So when he learned, he would literally sit outside and listen to them preach and talk about God. So he mm. took it and brought people together from different backgrounds, different walks of life, and they worshiped. And it was so powerful that Ooh. other people started coming in. People were healed. Yeah. Signs, miracles, and wonders was taking place, and it was just a powerful thing. Like, yeah. there's a documentary about it on YouTube. I used to like. Oh, I know. It's, 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 yeah. it's crazy. It's beautiful, bro. Because it's like you know, he was that hungry. He was mm. really willing to risk his life. Like, okay, I want to understand this. I want to know the word of God, and I want to go out mm. and make disciples and make a difference. And he brought people from different walks of life, different backgrounds together mm. to worship the same God. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Amen. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. One of the things, just as a side note, like. One of Jesus' most famous teachings is the parable of the Good Samaritan. Even non-believers, so I was oh, a Good Samaritan yeah, today. That's a, that's a, that's the whole point of that was it, to show that the Jewish people was like, listen, it doesn't matter if they're a Jew or not. Like Samaritans are like, they were like, what were they like, half breeds or something like that? Uh-huh. But like Jesus used the Samaritan as a way to say, like, hey, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so people, man, you saw Peter with the uh, vision of the blanket. And, yeah, the vision of the blanket. Mm-hmm. Salvation is for everybody. It is. It's you a know. free gift, my brother. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So you want to be saved? Call this number one eight one two three seven, and you can give your life to the Lord today. All we need is a small price of two thousand dollars, and your <laughs> life can be changed. Actually, that's all. Jehovah with his will. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. That's a fake number, bro. I think I might have gave y'all the office of admissions for phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, yeah, so, but anyway, so, up, yeah, so, oh, man, man. Uh, first of all, like, oh, uh, no, <laughs> it is God, dude, man. You think God get tell us that God believes you think you play with this? Oh, yeah, man. But, anyways, dog, like, Thank you so much for you know taking the time to mm-hmm. open up your home, yeah. and then you know just being able to talk talk about the word and talk about Amen. the importance of culture, man. But I mean, how can people go ahead and get in contact with you? Like, how do you, like mm-hmm. you say you have Instagram, yeah, bro. Facebook. Find me on Instagram. Um, Instagram, that's probably like my main Instagram and Facebook. Those are gonna be my main social media. Mm-hmm. So just Christian underscore Perangelo. I do my best, you know, just to share the word and. Yeah, yeah um, bless me, and just yeah, stay connected, y'all. If I you know open myself up to if y'all need prayer for anything or just need a hand. Yeah, I'll try my very best to to give y'all a hand. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. we appreciate so, you. Yeah, appreciate you, man. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for listening to the Time Changer Podcast, and you already know what we're going to do, man. Bishop, <laughs> close us out, my brother. But anything, well, before then, like. <laughs> Is there anything like you would like me to pray for for you, Christian, as well? I think just in my time here in North Carolina, just to be, like, uh, continue to be a vessel and that God would open up doors. Just okay. for me, you know, to share the gospel with, with other people. And, okay. Um, yeah, so just just my time here and just how to meet people and be a light in to them. So, that's, right. that's it. Yeah. Cool. Got you. The only Father, I just want to thank you for this day. But also, just thank you for this great group. Uh, the great conversations with my brothers in Christ, Father God. Amen. Um, continue to just strengthen us 
um, within our walks that you have placed in our hearts, Father, um, our desires and what you have called us to be, Father God. Father God, I just pray for Christian, Father, as um, a sense of moral community, being more in the likeness of a voice, um, of speaking to younger uh, mm -hmm. young adults about finances and even the gospel, mm -hmm. Father God. Um, I just pray that you continue to shake them around, around the right people, um, mm -hmm. that he gets Amen. mentorship about anything financial or in, uh, anywhere in the gospel as well and getting connected with uh, other believers that wants to be in the like the minds of helping other people mm -hmm. in finances as well, Father God. Um, Father God, I just pray for uh, the audience, Father, um, for the ears, eager ears to listen, but also being uh, being impacted to endure and introduce other people to this podcast to be enlightened about knowing that they're not alone with any struggles they may be coming into, but knowing that community is the source of, of all those things and being uh, repentant into you and building a relationship with you, Father God. Um, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 And I swear, amen. if you mess up this uh, this outro, <laughs> I'm going to throw hands. <laughs> this is the time to the progress. You already know. Drink your water. Like your business? Fresh <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. It's drink water. Pray. And personally, me, I just mind my business. Oh, God. <laughs> God bless everybody. Y'all take care. Have a great night. Peace. Right, God. Respectfully. <laughs> For real.